The Commands of the Apostles 33. Hate Evil We suddenly crash headlong into a command whose reality may be difficult to penetrate at first glance. You may have turned the page and feel like you rounded a corner and collided with a stranger. Many may read the words, hate evil, with that reaction. Where did this come from? The words jar us. Inoculated by the world's culture of tolerance, the idea of hating evil sends shockwaves through the system. What about being kind, gentle, and accepting? In response, I would ask, how does one nicely and gently take a meat cleaver to an enemy that must be ruthlessly killed? Yet our objection persists. Hate evil is such an unyielding, in-your-face command. Surely there is some kinder, gentler way to convey the same idea. A sandwich-board prophet has suddenly barged in on our refined sensitivities. We're not supposed to hate anything these days. Tolerance reigns. The most disgusting, degrading, and degenerate examples of man's depravity are excused, accepted, and justified. Modernity's only intolerance is toward Christians, who take seriously the command to hate evil. Maybe it's time for a douse of cold water in the face. Time to look this stranger in the face. As we recognize that sin and evil really exist and truly are hateful, at that point Jesus and the apostles hand us the meat cleaver. Now use it, they say. Deal with the hated thing. If you want to do what we say, you can't tolerate evil. You have to hate it. At this point we come to a fork in the road. In which direction are we going to point hatred of evil? Toward evil in the world? Toward evil in others? Or toward evil in ourselves? Contrary as it seems, this is not a world-change command. Hate evil is a mirror command. The evil we are supposed to hate more than any other is the evil that lurks in the shadows of our own souls. That's what the meat cleaver is for, not to wage war on the world's sin, but mine. At last the reality comes all the way home. Suddenly recognition dawns. The stranger we have bumped into is Jesus himself. Now he reminds us of his own words. Be pure, be righteous, be perfect. The terrible reality is that I don't hate what lurks in the shadows of my character. I have learned to justify it, because actually, I don't mind it that much. It's the way I am, I say to myself. It's just a foible of personality. No big deal. How strenuous does God expect me to be? He loves me as I am. It is such a tiny anger, such an insignificant unforgiveness. Such an invisible selfishness. Such an unseen lust. Such a well-disguised covetousness. No one will ever know. I'm sure God doesn't mind. So I put the meat cleaver back into storage 
and lock it safely away. Perhaps I will get it out again at some future time when the saints of God will be called upon to wage end-time spiritual warfare against the hosts of Satan. As to the use for which it was forged on a hill called Calvary, for that purpose, I never let it see the light of day. Our society far too easily deludes us into tolerance for the world's sin, because deep inside, we are far too tolerant of our own. How much do I hate evil? Truth be told, not that much. I hate what I see in the world, but I'm pretty comfortable with my sin. This is the age of tolerance, after all. Foolish is the man, and there are many such men, who would rid himself or his fellows of discomfort by setting the world right, by waging war on the evils around him, while he neglects that integral part of the world where lies his first business, namely, his own character and conduct. The wrong, the evil, is in him. He must be set free from the sins in his being which spoil his nature. The wrongness in him, the sin he is, which makes him do the sin he does. George MacDonald, The Hope of the Gospel, Salvation from Sin Hate what is evil. Be guileless as to what is evil. Romans 12.9 and 16.19 Shun immorality. Be babes in evil. 1 Corinthians 6.18 and 1420. Let us cleanse ourselves from every defilement. 2 Corinthians 7.1. Shun all these evils and distractions. 1 Timothy 6.11. Shun youthful passions. 2 Timothy 2.22. From the Commands of the Apostles by Michael Phillips. Read by Michael Kimball. More information on this and similar writings may be found at fatheroftheinklings.com. Visit Amazon to purchase the commands of the Apostles and other books by Michael Phillips.